We're back, maybe for the last time, from Irish Town, Jamaica. We're so excited to be back together with you again this week. I look forward to this all week long, um, being able to chat with you, to see how everybody's doing, the ones I don't get to talk to one-on-one through the week, see you in the chat room. But this week, because we've been missing seeing you face-to-face so much that we're going to have our Zoom party at the end of this program. So stay tuned and be part of us. Plan to join us at the Zoom party. The guys, will, the team will be putting up the links for the Zoom party. And we want you to be a part of that. This might be a good time also to stop right now. So we'll pause for a second or two and share this live show. Would you do that for us? Would you stop and share with a few friends right now and share it on your homepage also? so that others can see that this is happening and, and be a part of this with us. Yeah, Media Light is a global network, and in the last couple of weeks, we've had big growth in Myanmar and Mingalaba to everybody there, and also Bangladesh. Yes. So both of these are uh, growing uh, places where the, we're starting to gather numbers, and that's really important because both of these nations really need to hear the Word of God, and you need to do this with a team because it's going to take a lot of people. And it's really cool for us when teams start coming together, like Frankie. in India. Frankie Baby has, sorry, I call him my Frankie Baby. <laughs> Hi, Frankie. He and his team have hosted their third um, ho- uh, watch party this past week. And we just want to brag on you guys for, for doing this and encourage you to keep all, keep it going and keep growing and and thank all those who have participated in the watch party. So thank you, India, Bangalore, India, for hosting your watch party. And if anybody else are hosting them and we haven't seen that, please contact me. I'd love to hear this from you. And I want to encourage you to host your own this week. And a special mabuhay to everybody there in the Philippines. Philippine Islands are by far the largest audience for the Medialite Network weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for tuning in. Filipinos are really great community people. They're network builders naturally. And you've just done so much as a nation to help us build Medialite. A lot of our team are Filipinos. We've got deep roots there, Sherry and I ourselves lived in Manila for 18 years and had three kids born there. So it's a very important part of our life and always will be. Mahal kita. Yeah, we do <laughs> love you. And today we're going to have a happy ending story about Babylon. This is actually the story of Jonah in Nineveh. And we draw more lessons as God sends his new messenger deep inside a hostile city to deliver the word of the Lord. That's our calling, and we're going to learn a lot from the life of Jonah today. So I'll be back in just a minute with my talking points. You know, in the book of Jonah, we have a Babylon story that has a happy ending. Let's read uh, Jonah chapter 3. It says, Now, the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. 
Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast. They put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. And then word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and he laid aside his robe and he covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by decree of the king and his nobles saying, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hand. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away his fierce anger so we may not perish? And then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God relented from the disaster he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. A Nineveh story is a Babylon story, a great city where the humans are aligned in a conspiracy against God, against his ways. And this time, God sent a messenger, and the messenger came to them, and he brought the message, and that message bore fruit in their life. It was a wicked city. It was scheduled for judgment, but God loves them. He cares for them, and that's why he sent them one of his new messengers. And you know, for you and for me, there has never been a greater day to be a messenger of the Lord because we have all kinds of ways that we can deliver the message. We can stand and speak it, or we can make a, a dramatic film about it, or we can make a documentary about it, or we can make a short social media post, or we can, it just goes on and on. We've got visual ways of doing this. We've got artistic ways of doing this, and the message can go down deep in their heart, and we hope have the same effect that it had on the people of Nineveh. But the, and that's why Medialite is here, you know. We are committed to your growth as one of God's new messengers. We want to teach you how to unlock this amazing toolbox of media abilities that we've all been given. You know, before these things cost millions of dollars, you had a lot of governmental regulation, but today anybody can have the microphone if they'll step up and pick up just one of these media tools and start to use it, they can speak to their Nineveh today. But the important thing is you've got to know your mission. What are you there to accomplish? And you've got to know your message. And that's where I think a lot of people get off track because, um, you know, the, you can make this message be a lot of things that won't bear fruit and it's not even true to the message that God is sending us out to say. You know, at its heart, the gospel is a promise of change. The gospel is a promise of a new story that it, it comes to us and it says to us, you are already locked into a story. And the outcome of your story, you're already feeling it, 
but it leads you even farther down that path to, it's a bad ending. It's not a story you're going to want to live. And so for the people of Nineveh, it was, you have about six weeks to exist and your city is going to be overthrown because of the wickedness in this city. It's so great. It's arising. And the great God who made it all, he's smelling it. It's nauseating to him. And he is going to deal with you. That was their story. But the gospel is the promise of change. But your story can be different. Now, Jonah was a really poor example of a messenger because he never exactly told them there was any way out of their story. But the logic of it came to them, like, why would the great God send a messenger? If he was just going to destroy us, he would just do it one day. But he's giving us a warning. It must be that our story can be changed. And, you know, there's a, there are a lot of groups that we are connected with and we are partners in ministry with. And those groups go into Babylon's and they speak these messages about a new story. But some people really get the, get the core message confused. They might come with a message like, receive God's love. Well, that's not exactly the message in the Bible. Message in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, is always the same. You're on this story that you're in right now, this story that's headed toward your destruction. You are responsible for this story. You're, you're in this thing, not just as a, as a victim of the story, but you've done things. You must, the first part of God's message is, you must repent. You've got to acknowledge that you are off track you have to acknowledge that you're not a little God and that your choices are flawed and that there's a selfishness about you and it is taking you down a path. You've got to acknowledge that and you've got to bring that, the truth about you. You have to acknowledge that God is God and you are not and that his ways are right and that our ways we're self-justifying and you change your life. You, you come to the Lord to say, change my story. I yield my story. I want to release it. I'm no longer the little God of my life. But Lord, I come to you. And then secondly, you bow the knee before the great king. And you acknowledge that there is one God. And it's not you. It's him. And you listen to him. I will learn your ways. What you hate I will learn to hate, and what you love, I will learn to love. I will embrace your world, your kingdom. So you're, you know, the great king is on his throne, and he's offered to forgive everything that we've done against him, and he's opened the door to us to say, even, it's crazy how good his will is toward us. I will not just forgive your sin, I will adopt you as my son and as my daughter, you will become my family, but you repent and you bow the knee. There is always a call to action. So you've got to know your mission. Why am I in this city? And Jonah knew exactly why he was in that city. Warn this city. You've got to get your message right. That message is repent and bow the knee. 
And you've got to get the call to action. And that is repent and bow the knee. But for some people, they have no call to action. Uh, I remember one time I was having to raise money for a big church building that we needed to build. We actually had no place to meet. They had torn down the rented place and we were without a, without a place for over a year and we were a big church. And I went to begin the building drive and I went to meet a man and I had lunch with him and I told him about the vision and I told him about what God was doing. I told him about uh, all the open doors in front of our group but I never got around to the call to action. And finally, he stopped me and he said, and you want me to what? And then I said, okay, I want you to kick off the building fund and I want you to give a million pesos as the first donation. And he, he slid out from under his napkin an envelope and he said, that was just what I was thinking. So he slid that across. But I don't know what would have happened if he hadn't intercepted me. I mean, thank God he had already decided to do something. But people have to be told that, okay, there's this offer of a new story, but it isn't just going to drop down on you like, you know, your lucky day, you'd found money on the street. You have to do something to make this story shift and change to something else there's something you must do. And that change, using your free will, that's the call to action, and you must take action. All of God's messengers in history have had their focus on the call to action. They knew what they wanted the people to do. Uh, I want you to release your debtors, all these people that you uh, are holding because they owe you some money. I want you to just let it go and forgive their debts. Or I want you to, whatever it is that God wanted, but there was always a clear call to action. Two of the most beautiful ministries that I've ever been involved in in my life, one of them is Sidewalk Sunday School. And this is a ministry that reaches out to kids all over South Manila and they are trapped in a very sad, destructive story. And as you look around them, although they're only six years old, eight years old, you can already read the story of their life. Like your, if it's a young man, like your father before you, you are going to be a beast of burden. You're gonna carry heavy boxes and that's gonna be what you do for a living. You'll get the absolute lowest pay if you can find work. You'll not finish high school. And as soon as your body is strong enough to carry things, your family pressure is going to drive you out to, to look for work so you can bring that money home so there can be food in the house. Or like your mom, you're going to take in washing for other families and your, your future is going to be so limited. And as they look around them, there are people on, on drugs and alcohol just trying to escape. There's children sniffing bags of glue trying to get an escape. Their whole family has substance abuse problems. The beautiful girls often go off into some kind of uh, prostitution or something dark that they get into. And so as you just look around, you say, this is your story. You're already in the story. It's already, it's not like 
one day you might enter this story. No, you're in it. You're already like way down in the chapters. You're just waiting for puberty to come. And then this story is going to be your life story, except God sent us here today. And he sent us here to say he's going to rescue you. He's going to, through you, you're the child of promise. You're going to rescue your whole family from this place. And it's going to start with you showing up every Saturday. We're going to teach you the Word of God. If you'll apply yourself, we're going to teach you to be a leader. If you become a leader, we're going to have a scholarship program. You're going to high school. If you keep applying yourself, we're going to scholarship you all the way to college. But here are the rules. And this is what you have to do. And they began to lay it all out for them. And these kids, everybody doesn't want the call to action. But there are a lot of kids. And every week, 10,000 children show up in kids camp, in these kids clubs all over South Manila. And they want to do the call to action. They want to be part of this other story because that's what the gospel gives you. It's a promise of change in your life that sad things can be happening. You can have a broken life. Uh, Another ministry, Project Justice International. Um, And again, it's so important to have media skills because these are stories that would draw other people to be involved, except because a lot of people would like to become part of this story of redemption, but they need to learn about it. And especially visual media, it's the most emotional way of communicating and so you can tell these stories with the detail and it gets in the heart of people but with project justice you know they they're able to go in countries in southeast asia and find 14 15 year old girls who are in brothels and they were they thought life in the big city was going to be all exciting and they thought they were going to be working in a restaurant and now they find themselves in this horrible life for they've been in it one or two months and their family is crying every night. They want these girls out. And that Project Justice representatives can go into those brothels, go talk to those girls and say, do you want another story? Do you want to leave this life? If you do, you must do this, this, and this. It's not just you grab somebody and run out the door with them. We're humans. We have free will. We have to choose to leave the story we're in and do something to make the new story open up to us as a messenger. Don't ever forget this. All you can do is deliver your message, but you must be, you must know the craft of delivering your message. But more importantly, you've got to know the mission that you are on. You've got to know your message and you've got to know the call to action. What is it I want them to do? And if you will sharpen yourself and focus yourself, Because, you know, the gospel is not uh, you can prosper or you can be blessed. That is not the heart of the gospel. That is one of the add-on blessings of entering the new story is how well things go for us when God is God. But that is not the gospel. It never has been, never will be. And and you're not going to bring transformation. If that's all you have to offer is you can get rich. You're not working on heart change. You're not... You're not after any of the things that God is after. So we are his messengers. It's not our message. We do not have authority to change the message or take away the call to action. 
This is his package, but he's given it to us to be able to deliver it, to be able to deliver it. You know, this is the day of ordering things online, and uh, every day, whenever, I mean, it's becoming our preferred way to get things is just order it online. But I think sometimes what a happy job the man has, and I, I hope, or the woman has, but I hope they're happy about it because everybody's excited to see them. And when that truck pulls up outside and everybody's yelling, I think it's here. And then you're waiting at the door and then they come and you know, it's, it's never sad news. It's always something good. And the Bible says, how beautiful are the footsteps of those who bring the good news. The gospel's a gift and it's such a gift to be the ones that are used as God's new messengers. He's going to use you. Apply your heart to this today. All right. We're back this time for question and answers. That was great. All right. Um, let's see here. I'll read a comment that um, Rima, uh, Ray, I guess it's Rima. Is that, um, well, meet me in the Zoom room and tell me how to pronounce your name correctly. That would be great. <laughs> I think you're from Africa, Rima Michael. And he was just saying um, how. He or she. He. He okay. was saying how much he, we have a friend who's Rima also, and it's a female, beautiful name, by the way. Um, he was saying just how much he's learning and growing through the times here. And I appreciate you sending that comment because this is what we want to happen is one to build this global network and this family that God has made for us because we are all joint heirs together with him through him. And, um, and we need each other. And especially in days like this, we need each other. So, and, um, really appreciate your encouragement because we want to seek our, each of our growth through this. And, um, I just love that the, the emphasis on call to action, because we can be, you know, back to the subject that we're talking about today, we can be a good friend and a good person, but we have to be that friend that makes the difference in people's lives. And it, it comes to um, bringing them to the, the gate to be the doorkeeper and help them to enter in. Um, and again, in every situation, every story, it looks a little different uh, for every individual. But we need to be the ambassador that brings people to that point in their lives. It helps to bring them. Yep. I got a comment from Meredith Lewis. The gospel is a promise of change. I love this. Uh, thanks, Meredith, for pointing that out. And Jacob. Hi, Jacob. He, a good friend of ours from years ago um, in the Philippines um, and partnering with a number of our um, missionaries that we partner together with. He writes, that is so good. It's about rewriting our future and the future of others. Very good. Anybody, if you have a question, a comment, we want to hear them. Rayma again writes, number one, mission. Number two, massage. Number three, call to action. Number four, sharpen. And Mes five, message. focus. Message, sorry. <laughs> massage. <laughs> call like to action, two. sharpen, and focus. He's yes. taking good notes. Very good. <laughs> um, well, we're waiting for some comments and questions, and if we're missing them... Um, 
Uh, Marco Sakai, he gives the basic outline of where we were today. You got to know your mission. You got to get your message right. And you've got to call people to take action. I feel like that was the most important thing that mm-hmm. was on my heart today was just the knowledge that you can, like what Sherry said, you can go around being a nice person. And for a lot of Christians, that's as that's all they can figure out to do. But really, they live and die, and they don't make that big a difference mm. in the lives of other people. And then there are others who just reorient people everywhere they go. But it's the difference is call them to take action. And, you know, sometimes these actions are um, they're costly actions. So, for example, I had, uh, I had someone come to me once. She was Chinese. And she said, what do you think about dragons? And I said, well, in the Bible, usually dragons uh, are a symbol of darkness and the intelligence behind darkness uh, to try to organize humans against God. And she said, oh, and um, what if you had what if you had something very valuable and it had dragons on it? And I said, well, why do you ask? She goes, well, you know, what if you felt in your heart that you were supposed to like break these things. And I said, well, I don't know. Is there a little voice talking to you? And she said, well, yeah. But actually, I spent years collecting these things. They're very valuable. And I, I just, I, I feel like I'm supposed to break them. And I said, well, you know, if God is God of all, anything the Lord asks you to do, if you know it's the Lord, that's a really important part of being, a, she had been a believer for like a week. And I said, it's really important. Number one, congratulations. You're born again because you now have a voice inside of you that you have never had before. Mm. And this voice is the Holy Spirit, and he will guide you and tell you what to do. But you've got to obey when he calls you to action. Mm. And so she had a breaking party. She called a friend over, and uh, she was a little bit hesitant to break them. So the friend brought her daughter, her little girl, who was delighted. Uh, to turn them all into a big pile of rubble. Mm-hmm. And you might look at that and say, oh, you know, what a waste. Well, that was kind of what the disciples said when that woman poured oil all over Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because the point is, God owns everything. Mm-hmm. And if uh, however much that those dishes and things cost versus the value of this woman being free from superstition mm-hmm. and superstitious mm-hmm. fear, uh, because she was... She didn't want to break one of those dragon dishes. Uh, But when she got liberty for that, I think that's very valuable to Mm -hmm. the Lord. And I think he would pay whatever human money uh, would cost. Because Mm -hmm. anyway, that's just something we've made up uh, to print things on paper and say, this this is very valuable. That paper over there is not valuable. But this this one, you know, you've got to live and die for that. These are all human ways, but obeying God, it's at the heart. Of being a disciple. Okay, great question here. Joyson, I think it's Joyson Roy, says, currently any online course running? Okay. Great question. Thanks for asking that, Joyson. Yep. We are uh, just, let me tell you where we're at in our thinking, because we already have a lot of, of short little courses, and we've been thinking about it, and we feel like we will do a better job if we create uh, 
an extensive program. And so right now in the works, we've got a program with 12 courses in it. And these are courses about spirituality, about uh, the message, the, the, the overarching message from Genesis to Revelation in the Bible. So we get the message straight. They're, they're courses about uh, you as a messenger, even your body, how you hold your body, mm. how you use your voice, the kind of things you have to do that makes people take you seriously. And then 10 courses on media production, mm. and we are hard at work uh, as a team to get these together, and you're going to hear a lot more about that coming up. So if you've wanted to go to Media Light while we are waiting, but you know it's been in our heart for years mm -hmm. to develop a, a version of Media Light where you know you'll never have the same experience of a live school in Thailand. But mm -hmm. honestly, most of the world will never get to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, just life and circumstance won't allow it to happen. But we can take some of the heart of what we teach at Media Light. And we can make that available online, and we're we're committed mm. to doing that. So you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a lot more about that coming up. Um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna read Matt Bowman's Hi Matt um, in Cambodia, good friend of ours. Uh, writes the call to repent is not popular today because the message of a fallen world is to be is to be live your authentic self. And yet our authentic self is what we need to repent from because it is leading us down the path of destruction. Mm -hmm. Any comment on that? No, we just, you know, we're, we just want to say to everybody, you're special, you're special. And you know, let's don't judge and let's don't make any distinctions. And yet it's like the most hate-filled year I've ever lived. I mean, I've never seen tension like this between people groups. Um, but there's a, there's something wrong with humans. That's one of the basic messages of the Bible is something we weren't, we weren't made this way, but something has happened in our history as humans and in our personal history, we've rebelled against the creator and he's the good God. And there's something in us now that, uh, there's an old song. It says, um, I am prone, like, take my heart and seal it because I'm prone to leave the God I love. And everybody struggles with that. This thing inside of me that's not neutral, it's pulling me away from God, and the Lord calls us to repent of that. Um, how much more time do we have before? Because we want you to join the Zoom parties. Uh, about three more minutes. Okay, we want you to be in our Zoom parties, and um, if everybody could... And as soon as we close this, if everybody could move over to those and we could keep um, answering questions mm -hmm. and we've got a lot more of our staff in there that mm -hmm. they might have some other perspectives that they could give to you and with and each other. I mean, we, we learn and grow from each other. You know, we've got one kind of Zoom room. I've got it on the screen now. And that's for people who are in mission or you're part of a ministry team. And then we've got another Zoom room, and Luis will be in charge of that. And if you look over in the comments, you can uh, copy the address so that you can click that in. I want to read something from Pastor Jojo Baldo in the Philippines, uh, pastoring Lighthouse Christian Community. That's our family there in the Philippines, and we love you all. Today, a Philippine 
Senator has been rushed to the hospital due to COVID. I have been ministering to him and his family. A Facebook friend announced it in his billboard, and he was gloating, saying how he wishes a senator senator will finally be judged by God. I um, private messaged him and told him how this man, this man that he is cursing to death, is a friend. He backed off and apologized in private, but defended himself that he has the right to judge people. This is contrary to our gospel of grace. How do you deal with the classic judgmentalism of people? Mm-hmm. Hmm. One thing I've learned in my short life is that you can't change adult behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't change the behavior of another adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing you can do is control your reaction and your response to that behavior. And I'm, I'm so glad, Pastor JoJo, that you didn't just let it go. Yes. But that when he used... This is some of the stupid stuff that people in ministry do on social media, mm. and it's got to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's it's my place for every bad opinion, and there's something comes over people, and they're not because they're not in a circle. If, if you were sitting in a circle of people of different kinds, and you started making these, you'd see faces flinch. Someone would say, "Wait a minute." And you'd be restrained. But now here you are, you know, in a room all by yourself like a crazy man in a mountain radio station. And you've got your microphone and you're just going to say whatever thing you think of. Uh, There's a lot of thought and does so much damage Mm -hmm. to the cause of Christ. And so we've got to start thinking seriously about every little thing we post. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just a side thing. Because I can't, you know, we can't change this brother being judgmental. I'm glad you called him out on it, and I think the more we do that, the more they hesitate before they they do it. But in the end, you know, people who want to be jerks are going to be jerks. Uh, But that gives us a chance to show the difference in our heart and their heart. It just becomes even more clear. Hmm. But it really does complicate God's work from people who claim to be in the Lord's camp are mm-hmm. some of the more harsh yes. people sometimes. I think we said before we've got to be extra careful what we say and what we and when we need to hold our tongue. And um, you know, the Bible teaches us that they will know him by the love that we show. And it really is by our love. And even um, like Ch- Chuck has said, I'm glad you called him out. And I know you, Pastor Joe, and it's very important that we do do this, but I'm sure you did it with grace and with love, and and, um, and that's how we do it, you know, and that you private messaged him and didn't just lamb blast him on his social page. But, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it's, it's how, that's how it's to be done. Um, but we've got to show grace, we've got to show love, but then we, we hold our line, too. We don't just, you know, like what we were saying earlier, it's just like everything's okay, it's not okay. But there's ways to, to show that, there's ways to do that, there's ways for us to live that, and um, the ways to privately talk to others that may not be doing it properly and do it with love and grace. Mm-hmm. I think... We'd love you to shift over now. Yeah, there's probably there's the a few Zoom more rooms. things here. Um, and if you could shift over to the Zoom room, we can entertain those there. But we really 
have enjoyed our time together with you now, and I hope that everybody here will just move on over to the Zoom parties. We won't; those won't last long. You don't have to stay there for a long time, and uh, I would think they're supposed to it only would, last about fifteen minutes. We or would so. especially love it if those of you that have never joined would join today. We really yes. want to get to know you. Uh, we don't believe it's an accident that you tuned in, and we want to know you and see how we can network together as the body of Christ, because the Lord always has things that he's working on, and he needs to bring us together, and he works these coincidences. So if you miss the Zoom room, you're going to miss meeting some of the best people, cool people yes. that you would love to meet. All right, well, that's all from us. This mic is yours. Now go raise your voice. Mm-hmm.